Thanks for listening to season one of our First Door on the Left podcast. I'm John, and I've loved and played music now for over three decades. My son Paul and I want to invite you to join us on our journey of music. We're here to gain perspective, to encourage, and to be encouraged, to inspire, and to be inspired. Let's grow together. Hey there. Welcome to First Door on the Left. This is John. I'm here with my son Paul, and we are on a recording storm this evening. We're just recording one after another after another. And uh, we've recorded a few episodes and, and a YouTube video. And uh, that means we're, we're, we have a YouTube channel. So um, anyway, hopefully, um, by the time we're, we can record our next episode, uh, it'll probably be some, somewhere in late November, uh, probably. Hopefully, we'll have a handle that we can share with you to tell us how to find us. Um, but you can reach out to us by email now. We, we have an email address. It's firstdoorpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and of course, anchor.fm. Uh, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. I'm doing well, too. I'm on the, the last half of my Cherry Coke Zero which is a little bit sad. Um, Why? Because, because when I when I finish it, it'll be gone. Dang, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, anyway, we are uh, following up on an episode we had a couple of weeks ago about uh, headphones, studio monitors. We're gonna go live this time though, and talk a little bit about. In-ear monitors and um, um, wedges, so floor wedges. Um, so yeah, uh, not to get too deep, but <clears throat> floor wedges—they're uh, the speakers that are often shaped kind of like angled, kind of triangular. They sit on the floor. They point upwards at the at the singer, at the musician. Um, they've been used for ages. Yeah, they've been used for a long time, but. Um, Paul, when I was, when I was in band in high school, you know, we didn't have any of that. And, um, so a a lot of times we were just leaning forward as far forward as we possibly could, uh, just to hear the mains because there was no monitors to even worry about. Um, so I'm sure our, our vocals were off pitch and sometimes maybe our guitars were out of tune and we had no clue maybe. Um, so, so it's good to have monitors so that you can hear uh, what, um, what is going on. You can hear your pitch if you're singing or if you're playing. Um, that's important. That's really important. It's really important to your audience. We talk about often how it's important for a band or musicians to have really good monitors. Yeah, for sure. But it's maybe even more crucial to the audience or to the congregation, whatever your context that, that, um, that you have good monitors because otherwise your pitch is probably going to be off or you're going to be doing something annoying that you're not going to be aware of because you're not going to be hearing yourself well enough. So, um, so yeah, wedges uh, are great. They, they work pretty well. You have to be careful with feedback, obviously. Uh, if you have your mic pointed down to those or whatever, you, you're going to tend to get a little more feedback in those sorts of things. But yeah, um, but yeah in general, they work good. They give you a sense of, of, of comfort. You can hear the congregation or the audience with you a little bit. Uh, you can hear the room for better or for worse. 
Um, but, um, yeah. And then from a sound perspective, you just have to be careful how loud those monitors get. And unless you're running the mains really strong, um, those monitor speakers start to affect not just the stage volume or the stage noise, but also the entire mix in the, in the whole room. So, so that's where you kind of run into problems with them, which is where, um, you know, enter the, the in-ear uh, monitor, which is very popular today. Um, I, I love using in-ear monitors. Uh, the other benefit with in-ear monitors um, is it's a little bit easier on your ears. Uh, you don't necessarily feel, feel your ears ringing at the end of the night if you're, if you're doing it right, if you're mixing them right and stuff like that. So, um, Paul, you've used both. Tell yeah. me about your experience with both. Um, monitors are kind of hard. Because sometimes... You're, you're talking about floor wedges, not in-ears, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and they're not always on the floor. We call them floor wedges or wedges, but they're not always on the floor. But um, Anyway, it's kind of hard because sometimes they're not placed correctly. So, like, if you have monitors, like floor wedges or whatever, um, you want to place them correctly. Like, where everybody on the stage can hear it. Um, yeah, that's really tough, too. And some of the times that I've used those kinds of monitors, I haven't heard anything, so... Yeah, well, yeah, that's a great point, Paul. Um, the thing about placement of a stage monitor for when we're talking about wedges, um, the... The floor wedges themselves, the great thing about them, they have a really focused sound. And what I mean by that is they're not going to project a very wide angle of sound, uh, theoretically. Uh, now, you'll, you'll hear them, um, but they're really, they're really meant to be right in front of you, pointing right at your face. Like if you're using that monitor to hear your vocal, it should be pointing pretty, pretty much straight in your face or in your ears. And when it's not, you're probably going to turn it up way more than you really should just to be able to yeah. hear it well. And so that's when it becomes problematic for the rest of the room or the rest of the band. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's a great point. you got to make sure they're placed correctly or that you're placed correctly. So if the monitor just kind of sits in, in one place all the time... Um, you know, as a singer, as a guitar player, whatever you're doing, position yourself in such a way that you're going to hear the monitor well enough that, yeah. that really the goal is that you don't want that monitor to be so loud um, that it's hurting your ears. If it's hurting your ears, it's up too loud and it's and it's probably affecting the house sound yep. at that point. Um, so what about inner monitors? Those are always placed um Close, close, close to your ears. Yeah. They're not always correct, you know. I, I mean, I don't have custom in ears, and neither do you. So, there, there are times when they, they don't fit quite like you want them to, or you might have them in a little too far, and it actually shuts off the sound a little bit. Um, but, but talk about in ear monitors and what you like about those. Um, I like in ear monitors because um, you can just hear better. <laughs> Yeah. And you can mix whatever you want. You can take out um, or just turn down whatever you want. 
Um, you can make stuff louder. You can. You really, you really can hear so much better with them at at lower volumes too. You have full, kind of full control. Depending on depending on the setup, you have pretty full control over what you're hearing. Um, if you get into like sharing mixes with other, like sharing an in-ear mix with someone, that can get difficult um, because it's really difficult for for people to agree on what they really want or need to hear. Um, so, in general, we we've never talked about this, Paul, but. In general, we've watched a video. We talk, We watched a video with Shane Bernard talking about what he likes in his in-ear monitors. For me, I like a pretty full mix in my in-ears. Um, I like to hear myself kind of front and center in my mix, and I like to hear bass front and center, and I like to hear drums front and center. And aside from that, um, usually I, I, I like to hear all the other vocals, but I like to use panning and, and get them into other... You know, kind of wherever they're at relative on the stage. If if all of the vocalists are are left of me physically, that's probably where I want them in my mix. Um, not just to get them out of that center place where I really want to hear myself the best, um, but I, I want them to be present, but I also want it to kind of feel like uh, where I would hear them from naturally if there was no sound system at all. Um, but yeah, I like a pretty full mix of Everything that's in the group, vocal from vocals to to bass guitar to drums to keyboard, all of it, uh, other guitars, everything. So that's just me personally. Um, and then there's other, you know, the, the things that stand out. And then reverb is super important. If you don't have a reverb in there, you're gonna feel very closed in in a, in your monitor, um, and you're gonna feel pretty pretty uncomfortable in my opinion. But what do you like in your in-ear mix? Um, I like all basically all the same things. Yeah, all the same things. Yeah, and and that's where it gets challenging for me. So I like to hear everything in my mix. With a with a wedge, it has to be a little bit different because, um, you know, it's like you do want to hear a mix, but at the same time, you realize that every everything that you add to that mix in a, in a wedge, uh, you're not hearing it in studio in stereo usually. So everything you're adding to it is just, you're kind of adding this wall of sound and it's, it's all going to compete with whatever you, you need to hear the most. And so if I'm needing to hear my guitar and my vocal the most, but I'm yeah. adding all these other elements in as well, and I'm not able to pan them left or right. Um, it's gonna, eventually get hard to hear myself of it again so then i'm gonna resort to turning myself up more and uh you kind of get in that never-ending cycle um of of turning up too much if you if you're not careful so um so yeah both have their pros and their cons i mentioned it an episode or two ago uh maybe two ago that i still prefer to just sit around and play goose to guitar and not worry about uh electronics at all um, but especially when we're talking about live sound and studio sound, it's like technology enters at that point. Um, whether it's old or new or, uh, modern or not, it's like there's, there's some form of technology and you kind of have to, you have to know, uh, where those things belong and, uh, and how to use them well and, 
and it, it's there's a learning curve to it, and it's important that we're always willing to learn that. So, um, yeah, Paul, any other thoughts on the on the you talked a, a decent amount about your in ear mix, but uh, yeah. would you tend to uh, mix the same for floor wedge that you would in ear mix? No, you wouldn't. So what would be different? So the in-ear mix is what everybody again? hears the same thing. So yeah. you have to be really mm. mindful about so what, what if, to wh- put in and what right. to put out. So in the context you're talking about, you're talking about multiple people sharing one stage monitor, which can be really yeah. difficult. If you had it to yourself, what would you want to hear? A floor wedge. No one else is listening. It's just for you. What would you want? Probably just like what I would hear in like a recording. So like if you were, if you, I was you, listening. Would, you would want to hear the full gamut, the full band of everything that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the way I lean as well. So the other thing we didn't talk about with floor wedges, which becomes challenging. So um, this is especially challenging for drummers um, when you start adding a floor wedge. So if you mic your drums, um, you have the that floor wedge or multiple floor wedges uh, now feeding all that sound back through all of your drum mics as well. And so that, that gets messy really quick. So you have to figure out a way to, to gate the mics and, and keep that sound out of there as much as possible. But, um, but anyway, we can get really deep into all of that. And um, there's definitely... Uh, different settings where you sometimes don't even have a choice of what you're going to use. So you have to be ready for all of those, uh, things. And, um, yeah. So, um, any other thoughts about floor wedges in your monitors? We're not going to tell you so. which ones to buy or which ones are the best. Cause we probably don't know. Um, but you don't, um, in my opinion, you don't have to spend a thousand bucks on in your monitors. The ones I have been using now for, over a decade were like $50 and uh, they, they work okay. And I'm sure the ones that are $300, I'm sure they're a lot better. Um, but I've never tried them. So, um, eventually maybe, yeah, we'll see. But, um, Paul, I think you have a shout out for us before we wrap this one up. Who's, who's your shout out? It's not actually a who. Oh, it's a thing. Uh Oh, so we've been talking a lot about wedges in this yes in this episode okay and i'd like to give a shout out to potato wedges yes that's a very good shout out yeah so so yeah potato wedges you just tried those for the first time on sunday right yep nice and so that was a good experience for you sure nice potato wedges they are very good you can find them at your local convenience store wherever that might be they might be in the in the uh deli section at your supermarket i don't know where you buy uh wedges but um but yeah i almost said floor wedges but but potato (laughs) wedges they're very good you might find them in your school cafeteria i don't know they're they're kind of everywhere and they are delicious um so i hope you enjoy your potato wedges um well i think we're done here i think i've already told folks how they can find us and contact us yeah haven't i yeah no no yeah yeah i think yeah well well if we didn't just in case we have an email in case you missed it 
What's our email, Paul? Firstdoorpodcast at gmail.com. First door podcast. All spelled out. No numbers in there. First door podcast at gmail.com. We are F-I-R-S-T on F-I-R-S-T-D-O-O-R-P-O-D-C-S-T at symbol. I'm sure they have that after all the last. Could you spell out Gmail? Just kidding. Um, we are on Anchor.fm. We are on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, of course. And we are glad you are are listening to us. Please let us know what you think. Email us just to say hi. If nothing more, just say hi. Just email us. And literally, the the subject line could say urgent. And in the in the body of the email, it could literally just say hi. And we would love to hear that. We'd love to hear from you. So yeah. um, honestly, though, if you put urgent in the subject line, it'll probably get picked up as spam. So you may, may not want to do that, but we'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, yeah, uh, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we're excited to, to bring some video your way here soon. But I hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.